Namaste and welcome to Vedanta the River of Wisdom podcast. A podcast that brings to you the ancient flowing tradition of wisdom that reveals you up your being having a human experience. I am Swamini B, a Vedanta teacher and a Hindu monk and your guide by the side. Let us flow you and I on the banks of the river of wisdom to control the mind we understand what the mind is in the vedic tradition the mind is called antakarana an inner instrument the body is bahyakarana an external instrument this antakarana inner instrument is fourfold born of the satvika aspect of the panchamaha bhutas the mind is actually looked at as a fourfold faculty because it has four functions manas buddhi chittam ahankara manas loosely translated as the mind sankalpa vikalpatmakam manaha when there is desire or doubt or emotion we call it manas or mind buddhi loosely translated as the intellect nishchayatpika buddhihi when there is distinct knowledge or a decision taken a resolve or will then we call it definite knowledge or buddhihi chittam loosely translated as memory chintan kartra karma when there is recollection of any incident along with the sense data then that function is called chittam ahankara loosely translated as the ego or self concept ahankarta ahankritihi the one who identifies with the manas buddhi chittam is i ahankara really speaking i is the limitless atma but identified with all these seems like a limited individual ahankara do note that these are not four entities different names do not mean different entities each of these four words is used to indicate a different function of the same inner instrument or mind and hence we make this fourfold separation although it is the same mind now anyone who asks how to control my mind is seeking to control one manas that is repetitive thoughts overpowering desires or overwhelming emotions of fear sadness anger etc or two chittam memories of difficult incidents or three buddhihi thoughts leading up to a decision related to emotions manas four ahankara or the self concept mastery is a better word than control so some of the things we can gain when our mind is mastered are better mood regulation and reduced stress 
For example, if one is stressed in the work role, then one can keep it aside while playing with one's children. Aligning with dharma. For example, if you are angry with your son for speaking rudely to you, but the anger does not consume you because you value ahimsa as well as self-expression. So rather than slapping or humiliating your son, you are able to say, I can see that you are angry. I am upset at hearing what you are saying. These words are not acceptable to me. Please do not talk to me like this. Better decision-making as we can give up the instant gratification of the short term and focus on the long term. For example, investing in mutual funds rather than blowing up all the money, saying no to the second piece of chocolate brownie, not shifting to the next job just because it pays a little more money, but thinking strategically about money as well as opportunities and furthering one's career. Some of the other things we gain when our mind is mastered are enhanced focus and efficiency. We can prioritize what is important and avoid distractions. Mantra Japa practice helps us to return again and again to the mantra, although the mind may go all over for a world tour or even an intergalactic tour. And finally, fulfillment of our pursuits. To stay the course, be it the pursuit of wealth, pleasure, contribution to society or even the moksha pursuit, a mastered mind gives us the persistence and fortitude to overcome obstacles and achieve our goals. Everyone has to learn how to master the mind. The good news is that it is my mind and hence I can easily master it and use it as an instrument. The question is, if I am trying to control one part of me, who is doing the controlling and who is the controlled? Kathopanishad gives us a beautiful imagery and points the way forward. Atma namrathinam vidhi shariram rathamevatu buddhim tusarathim vidhi manavpragrahamevacha A person along with his driver is travelling in a chariot drawn by five horses. The chariot is the physical body. The intellect buddhi is the driver who decides the destination and direction of the travel. The mind or manas is the reins connecting the intellect to the horses. The horses are the five sense organs and the mind controls the chariot. The horses or sense organs are walking on the five parts of sense objects. Each of the five parts are related to our five senses, sights, sounds, touch, taste, and smell. The horses can go towards experiences related to different sights like travel 
or experiences related to sound, music, or experiences related to touch, massages, body work, or the horses can go towards experiences related to fragrances, perfumes, or good food. Or the horses can be drawn to experiences that combine all these senses. The horses or our sense organs, that is eyes, ears, nose, skin, tongue, are innocent, faithful reporters of our sensory world. They just do their job of reporting non-stop as we go through different activities of the day. Then who decides? The one who has the reins, the mind, manas. Sure, the sensory world can throw up desires. Should I continue to flirt with this colleague at work or not? Should I have another helping of this brownie with ice cream and chocolate sauce or not? Should I splurge on this new fragrance of Estee Lauder or not? Should I watch some more YouTubes and be on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook? Or is it time to get back to work? This is what the manas does. It throws up different desires and related emotions. If the desires are in keeping with your life priorities, then please go ahead and fulfill them. For example, the birthday of a family member is coming up and you are playing with different options of how to celebrate the birthday. Now, if only the horses and the reins are in charge, they will just jump from one experience to another to another. And if we are only focused on our feelings and sensations, then we can easily be consumed by them. The question is, what do we want in that situation? If traumatic memories trouble us, then we need closure. We need to come to terms with what has happened. We heal when we acknowledge what happened, the law of karma that made things happen, and finding new meaning and purpose in life. We refuse to allow ourselves to be defined by a few incidents and shift our attention to our intrinsic nature, which is unchanging. If fear of losing someone overwhelms me and I find that my mind is out of control, it is clear that I am building fear by sitting in the car of what if I fail, driving at breakneck speed, thinking of the worst possible consequence. The brakes need to be applied immediately. I shift to, so what if I fail? And continue along the inquiry, seeing that I can handle anything with Bhagwan and my support system. If people's negative judgments about me, that is ahankara, continue to echo in my mind, I use my buddhi to discern that no one knows me fully. Maybe what they say is true, maybe it's not. Which part of it is true and is there anything I can do about it? 
which part of it is not true and hence needs to be junked and or told to the person that hey this is not correct universally the ahankara has a need for certainty a need for connectedness a need for freedom and a need for power all these needs coexist and are present in everyone to some extent sometimes we react when these needs are not met so whether the uncontrolled mind is related to memories or overwhelming emotions or repetitive thoughts only the horses and reins are managing the show but when the decisive buddhi enters the picture things change in the imagery of the chariot it is the driver the intellect who decides what the destination of the journey is and hence the path to be taken if the buddhi the intellect has no idea the horses can literally and figuratively take the master and the entire chariot for a ride pun intended the buddhi the faculty of knowing and decision making can seek more information seek support try out decisions evaluate the pros and cons of a decision synthesize information analyze situations for the sensory data which are different from feelings which are different from thoughts which are different from actions it is the same mind that rapidly shifts from feeling to memory to thought to a decision to judgment and so on the truth is we can master the mind when we are clear about our pursuits then we use the mind as an instrument in service of something greater than the mind whether it is dharma artha kama or moksha if the intellect decides that the destination is artha wealth then the mind will control the horses in a way that the entire lifestyle of the person is involved in earning investing well and ensuring good savings if the reins are too tight the person will end up having a lot of wealth but be a miser if the reins are too loose then a lot of money will be wasted if the mind or intellect decides that the destination is pleasure then the entire lifestyle of the person is involved in pursuing the next experience because after all yolo you only live you live only once the experience could be getting spiritual literally in the bar or getting spiritual through different methods or traveling to new and distant places even relationships are treated primarily as experiences and therefore there must be sensory delight all the time what drives the person is uninterrupted pleasure that comes from eating drinking relating and so on 
If the intellect decides that the destination is seva or service, reaching out to others, then the mind will control the horses in a way that the entire lifestyle of the person is involved in identifying what other people's needs are, trying to fulfill them, forming a network of people who can help fulfill the needs of these people living in the slum area. If the destination is dharma, then yes, artha, wealth and pleasure will be pursued, aligning with dharma. One will pursue wealth along with honesty and integrity. One will pursue pleasure and seek fulfillment in relationships with moderation, loyalty and commitment. The horses may come across some difficult mountains to cross, but the reins are with me and I will manage. If the intellect decides that the destination is moksha and the lifestyle of karma yoga, then the mind will control the horses in a way that the daily lifestyle is one of moderation. The person will try to honor all relationships by performing one's duties unto family, friends, work colleagues and so on, along with doing one's duties unto devatas, teachers, rishis, environment and the community. The person will schedule one's time such that there is time for Shravanam of Vedanta classes and time for other sadhanas like Japa, Puja, Seva and whatever has been prescribed by the Guru and this is alongside work and other responsibilities. Indriyani Hayan Yahuhu Vishayas Desho Gocharan Atmendriyamano Yuktam Bhokte Tyahur Manishinaha The wise ones Manishinaha declare the sense organs to be the horses and the sense objects to be their parts. The one along with the body, mind, sense organs, who is the experiencer is actually the Atma, the owner of the chariot. It is the Atma, the limitless. But because of its association with the chariot, it thinks of itself as affected by circumstances. Suppose the master of the chariot, that is the Ahankara, has examined different life experiences and has seen the limitations of the different pursuits. The master sees that no matter what I do, the sense of inadequacy, that I am not enough, does not go away. The driver, the intellect, is exhausted. The driver, that is the intellect, keeps looking back at the master for direction. And the master of the chariot, the ahankara, drives the intellect further and further, whipping it some more. Where to? Nobody knows. Is the destination death? After controlling the mind, controlling the emotions, controlling the breath, controlling the memories, what is next? Is death waiting for me? At the end of it all? Surely, life is more meaning than that. 
The manas continues to throw up a lot of desires, including Vedanta, because of the information the horses have received about it offering lasting fulfillment. The master suggests that the driver take the chariot to a Vedanta teacher who offers perspective. The Vedanta teacher points out the imagery of this entire chariot and points out the dynamics of it. In the light of Vedanta, the ahankara, backed by the intellect, is seeing the play of the mind, the emotions, the desires, the sensual experiences. As the chariot continues to travel through life and through Vedanta classes, the ahankara discovers that perhaps I am the limitless. I just happen to be associated with the intellect, emotions and memory. The mind is a flow of thoughts, vritti pravaha, which keeps changing. The mind changes, I do not change. My decisions change, I do not change. My emotions change, I do not change. I register the changes because I am the changeless. I illumine all thoughts, all memories, all emotions. I can enjoy and work with all of them as they are not opposed to me. It is only now that the master has mastery. The chariot that is the body-mind-sense complex exists to serve you. Really speaking, you were always free of the chariot and hence you can use the chariot as an instrument that is blessed by Bhagavan. You matter. Your life matters. What you do with your life matters. Thank you for listening. If you took away something of value from this episode, I would really appreciate it if you were to tag me either on Twitter at Discoveratma or on Instagram at Discoveratma and share your thoughts and reflections. If you are on Spotify, then please let me know what you think of this episode. And if you are listening to this on Apple or any other podcasting platform, then do spare a few moments and leave a review or rate this episode because this small input of yours will go further in making the podcast known to people who may be interested. Thank you for doing this. Would you like to receive an email every month that will bring to you more wisdom, more happiness and more freedom? If the answer is yes, then our monthly newsletter Ashavitya Bharati is for you. It has articles on living our traditions, links to podcast episodes, articles and videos published elsewhere in the month, reflections about how Vedanta is changing 
the life of students, announcements about events and courses, profound Sanskrit sayings, and much, much more. And it's not too long. Do consider checking out this month's issue and also subscribe. The links are in the description of this episode. The transcript of this podcast is available on discoveratma.com forward slash category forward slash podcast. I would love to hear from you. If you have a request or a reflection, please write to me at swaminiji at discoveratma.com. That's S-W-A-M-I-N-I-J-I at discoveratma.com. As always, thank you for listening and we meet next week.